Sirens. Chapter 7 Marianne shook her discman and sighed. It seemed to really be dead this time. Fresh batteries hadn't helped. It was probably time. It skipped when she ran anyway. She'd been hearing about MP3s lately. Did they still need CDs? She should look into it. Even if they didn't sound as good, if there was a way to run without music skipping, it would make the whole thing less irritating. And if they weren't crazy expensive. It wasn't like she was listening to opera, where every note seemed to be essential. Excruciatingly essential. The sky was hazy and low. It felt like the air was harder to pull into her lungs. A fog. Mist? Mist sounded better, limited her line of sight, and made sounds bounce oddly. She zipped up her hoodie and walked to the park. It was pretty, and she didn't have to see anyone. Okay, so that was potentially dangerous, but she liked the isolation. The city could be overwhelming sometimes. Back home, you didn't have to go far to see no one at all. The walk stretched her muscles, easing her lingering aches. Falling off of roofs wasn't a habit she wanted to form. Once in a lifetime, maybe. Once a year? Not so much. There were a few more people in the park than she expected, emerging with unnerving suddenness and disappearing just as quickly as they jogged and cycled along the path. You'd know if it was here. You'd be puking your guts out. She'd really been hoping that wasn't going to be her thing. She'd just started off when she heard a familiar bark. A wave of relief made her smile, wiping everything else away for just a minute before the nerves set in. Bobo barreled down the hill, tail wagging. She barely braced herself before he hit her legs, squirming around for scratches and pats. Almost too late, Bobo. When he was a little calmer, she crouched down to give him a hug, receiving chin kisses in return. I know where that tongue has been. She scrubbed at her face with her sleeve. He missed you. She hugged Bobo, stroking his sleek coat. He whined with delight. I missed him too. Matt watched silently. She finally stood up. Happy as she was to see him, she'd been hoping to have the first conversation on the phone. In person was always awkward. Finally, he scratched his head, looking down the path. Ten K and a drink? Sounds good. He was as quiet as he'd been on the ride back from Hope. Since they weren't talking, she pushed a little harder, remembering the workout the trails had been. She had to get stronger. Matt kept pace, sweat and humidity plastering his thick hair down like he was just out of the shower. All of their usual ease was strained. A silent, we-need-to-talk, hung over them, like the sort of... something. Da... something. God, she was forgetting her rocky horror already. They finished their run... Marianne sprawled on a bench, scrubbing her face with a towel. Matt dropped down beside her, offering her a neon orange sports drink. Damocles. The sort of Damocles. She smiled and shook her head. The gesture made her feel better. Normal. Knew it. He offered her a bottle of water instead and leaned back beside her. The mist swirled between the trees, obscuring all of the detail. Bobo sniffed his way around, tail sweeping cheerfully in the air until Matt whistled for him, scratching him under his collar. Sorry I haven't been around. Got busy. It's okay. Your mom's boyfriend leave? No, he picked up some work. 
Two more days. He nodded. Cool. Matt, what the hell was it? That, all of that. I don't know. Bullshit. She jerked away. He sighed impatiently and took a drink. Sorry, but you owe me an explanation. She looked down, wishing he'd say something that she could bounce off of. It's what happened up there, isn't it? No. He grabbed her hand and turned it over. The white scar tissue across her palm was ugly, bisecting the net of natural lines. It was healed up. The doctor said it had healed up really well, actually. It was remembered pain that made her twitch when she looked at it. His grip felt too hot, too tight. She pulled her hand away and shoved both into her pockets, scowling at her shoes. You were hurt bad in it, he said. You were involved somehow. You weren't scared up in hope. You expected something. I was scared. That wasn't anything I'd ever seen before. She took a deep breath. I thought I might find some sign of something. Some trail. I wasn't sure. I definitely didn't know anything would really be there. Nothing like that. What was it? I don't know. Trying to figure it out. I think it came from up north, but what happened up there? It's a lot of guesswork. That's what you and your boss really do, isn't it? He said after a moment. All your night work. She hugged her knees, watching the pewter mist tarnishing with the sinking light. Not officially. More like... Like a side job. A quest. It's messed up. Like... Like movie monsters. Some. Kind of. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I wanted company. Running alone isn't really safe. But I shouldn't have taken you. What? No, I mean, I wish you'd told me there was some kind of danger. That was dumb. But, I mean, how many people get to see shit like that? That was crazy. She looked at him. The excitement in his voice was like when he talked about going mountain climbing or scuba diving. You and your boss, you're going to go after it, right? She said she was going to go look for a trail. She lost it, she offered cautiously. We have to try and track it some other way. How did you know to go up to Hope? Libraries and chat rooms, mostly. Look, Matt, you brought me into this. You can't cut me out. She straightened up, looking toward the trees. A thick bank of mist curled purposefully toward them. Bobo's hackles rose. Hold him. What is it? Is it that monster thing? No. Hold him, or he'll be killed. He grabbed Bobo's collar. Ash appeared, glowing pale. The mist swirled and snapped around her. Marianne stood up. Mare, it's okay. She was sort of talking to him, but also Ash, edging toward her while Bobo growled, teeth bared. Marianne. Ash held out her hand. Everything about her was taut. When they touched, it felt almost like a vibration in her fingers. Ash, I want to help. Matt kept a tight grip on Bobo. You involved me already. Let me help. What makes you think we need your help? Ash asked. Don't you? I mean, this thing. Come on. You expect me to walk away? Be grateful you live. Ash. Marianne squeezed her hand. Ash, you said you wanted to talk to him. Her eyes were fixed on Matt. Marianne reached up and touched her shoulder. It felt like marble. Ash, come on. You need to talk to him. You said you wouldn't just whammy him. Mare, 
Are you sure you're okay? She's no concern of yours, boy. Bobo lunged, straining against his collar, dragging Matt forward a couple of steps. Marianne shook her head. Ash, stop it. We're safe. We have to go home and figure this out. She was proud of how firm her voice stayed, even if it shook a little. Ash slowly turned her head, eyes glued until the last minute to Matt. Marianne saw that shifting beneath the skin and shivered. It's okay. He's okay. He said he wanted to help. You can ask him what you want. More information, right? That's good. She looked back to Matt. The dog will make things difficult. Matt will take him home. Marianne stared until Matt nodded. Then we can talk. Ash's voice was barely above a whisper. You trust him in our home? You'll take care of it if we can't, right? Ash returned more to herself. Whammy, Marianne smiled. My girl. She sighed, became more herself, more human. Do you know Bay Garden? Yeah, I do. Come and wait in the lobby once you've taken the dog away. I'll fetch you. The mist thickened. Ash drew Marianne along with her. Marianne tried for an encouraging wave, but she wasn't sure if Matt saw it. The tension of the moment began to fade. They walked a few minutes through the gloomy, mist-haunted trees until Marianne pulled her to a stop. What was that? What's that, my girl? I didn't call you. I felt your unease. Marianne pulled her hand away. Despite the clammy, damp air, her cheeks were hot. I wasn't uneasy. Things were fine. He found me. Maybe he was pissed because I didn't tell him there was any danger. He had a right to be. But he wanted to talk and help. And suddenly you were there like... like a cheap B-movie. Marianne, don't you trust me? How can you ask that? Then why were you jealous? Jealous? She cut herself off. Expressions flickered too quickly for Marianne to really understand them. You don't act this way when I visit Sarah. You. She closed her eyes. It feels different. On his part? Or from me? Forgive me, my girl. It's been a long time indeed since I felt so. I've forgotten some of what I used to know. It was instinct. On his part? Or mine? Too shrill. She took a breath. He thinks as many men do. Marianne remembered John's tentative questions. Oh, I thought... Cocktees. Marianne? She shrugged. So if it's him, you can still trust me. I'm not going to fuck around on you. I know. Matt, he hasn't tried anything. Not really, she thought, remembering the ranger station. That was all just because of the cold, though. I'll try to trust him, my darling. Good. Because it's better to have someone who knows what's up when I'm too dumb to see it. Like partners. Because we are. We are. Marianne was sure she wasn't imagining the relief in her voice, strong enough to match what she was feeling. They started back. The mist thing isn't like a B-movie. It's really cool. That was a dumb thing to say. Thank you. She was amused. Did kind of feel like I should be in a low-cut nighty, though. Goddamn hammer horror movies. Marianne showered and made hot chocolate for them, wondering if Matt would really come. She took out her research and reviewed it, flogging her brain to recall anything else in the cloud of cold and fear, and Matt hugging her to keep her warm. My girl? Need more marshmallows? He's in the lobby. Are you sure about this? 
Don't be a cock tease, Mare. She shook herself. Bobby was a year ago and far away. He knows more than me. He heard that thing. And the victims we know about are all guys, so we're kind of fucked if we don't find out what they know, right? Ash kissed her, long and hard enough that her spine even tingled. Territory marked, she said breathlessly. Imp. Ash looked a little wide-eyed too, though. Matt didn't seem all that intimidated when he entered, even with Ash close behind him. He looked maybe a little impressed, shrugging out of his jacket. Marianne hung it up in the closet. Hey. Hey. Found it, okay? Dumbass. It's a nice building. His voice dropped. You okay? It's cool. He looked around brightly. I was thinking of something like this, but then I got Bobo. He needs a yard. Ash slid past him. Marianne felt her standing close behind her. Want some coffee? Hot chocolate? Mm, something? His gaze flickered from her to Ash. Maybe we should get to it. They sat awkwardly in the living room. Marianne stacked her research on the coffee table and folded herself onto the sofa. Matt admired the view out of the big windows, then took the chair. Ask your questions then, boy. Boy. Really. Matt, Marianne said. Ash? Ash? Matt? I have a million questions. We have questions for you, too, Marianne said quickly. Maybe we can help each other, right? Okay, sure. Shoot. Okay, so you don't know what that thing was, right? But it came from up north, because of last summer. You guys were involved in that, right? She looked at Ash, and down. Yeah. A gate was opened, Ash said. A gate to a prison. The creature locked away behind it, tried to gain a foothold in this world, to return to the place from which it had been banished. A creature that needed nine sacrifices. He had seven. We closed it, Marianne said. We killed him and closed it. But other things got out while we were fighting. We're hunting them. You were supposed to be one of these sacrifices? Kind of. The creature was a predator, a liar, a beast. Marianne defied it. She looked down, warmed by the pride in Asha's voice. Why you? Like... Why are you doing it instead of telling the police or something? An excellent way to end up in a madhouse. We don't know a lot yet. We're trying to learn, Marianne explained. But we couldn't really tell the police or anything. Were they really going to believe it? Ash said they'd make up their own stories, and they pretty much did. We think it was the best way. Anyway, we don't really have a lot of information about what got out. It wasn't like zombies or things like that. Just these weird, creepy things. We're winging it. What's our next move? You understand these are monsters. Beasts. Creatures you've never encountered. One of them killed that hiker, and a ranger, and tried to turn us into popsicles. I got it. I want to help. Two people. That's a small army. Three is better. If Ash was a cat, her ears would have been flattened. We did okay, Marianne said. It's just important that it's secret. Stuff we can't explain. You can't tell anyone. Marianne nudged Ash. She looked over at Marianne and sighed, disappearing into the kitchen. You sure you're okay? Yeah. A few aches and pains, but nothing awful. He looked at the kitchen. Oh, no. She's just used to being alone, you know? Not good with new people. Ash returned with three glasses and the whiskey. Marianne relaxed. When they were resettled with drinks in hand, Ash was... If not happy, 
at least a little less hostile. You heard that thing, you told me, Marianne said. What was it? What did it say? You really didn't? Nothing like what you described. He leaned back, rubbing his chin. Missing his dorky beard, maybe. Not words. Music. Kinda. A tune. He shook his head, frowning. No. No, it was a song. What was it? I didn't recognize it. I mean, it didn't even sound like it had words at first. Like listening to a song in a foreign language, where the words just sound like a tune. But it was a voice. A woman's voice. Yeah. She sounded young. You basically ran toward it. She was calling. She sounded so sad, and... He looked at Marianne. Seductive. Ash filled in. Yeah, sorry. I know how shitty it seems. Beasties often have lures for their prey. It was for Marianne more than Matt. She flushed. It was strange, being known. At the same time, she wanted to know Ash like that. It was probably impossible, since she'd lived so long before Marianne came along. But she wanted to try, anyway. She picked up her notebook and started writing down everything he could remember. From when it started singing to him until the river, everything was fuzzy, and after that most of it was more or less what she already knew. I was pissed that I couldn't get there faster. I was pissed that you were trying to stop me. Like a siren, Ash murmured. No, it was a nice sound. Like in Greek myths, Marianne said quickly. Just so, a woman's voice calling to men. Water, Marianne said. A lot of ice in Greece, Matt asked. Ash gave him a look. Nothing that we've seen before has really followed rules, Marianne explained. It didn't really look like a hot girl either, did it? It's a place to start, Ash said. Cool. So, to starting. Matt held up his glass. Marianne raised her own and looked expectantly at Ash. She inclined her head. To starting, she said. Marianne took him down in the elevator to see him off. It was late and the whiskey had her brain soaked in a pleasant amber glow. Matt was cheerfully examining the elevator, fixing his hair in the mirrored wall. I'm sorry for dragging you into this. You kidding? This is crazy. Completely awesome. You know, it's... I mean, real people died last summer. You could get hurt, too. I do. I get it. But you're nuts if you think I could walk away without at least seeing what the hell that thing is. You live in an amazing city. You have a great job and a perfect dog and money. Why do you want to do this? Because it's a chance of a lifetime. Marianne remembered feeling that, and what came after. She wondered if Ewan would have been able to get her if she'd had more going for her. Probably not. She'd have been busy and hopeful instead of bored and depressed. Matt was just made of different stuff. They arrived at the lobby. It was silent, empty. Lights dimmed because it was late. He pulled his jacket on. I'll call you when we have some kind of lead. Cool. I'll brush up on my Krav Maga. If it's still okay, I'd like to join that class. He smiled. Not his full-on smile, but it put her on better footing. Yeah, it's still okay. Of course it's okay. Nightmare. Boo. He laughed. Night.